0: This morning, I'm going to use an analogy. Actually, Paul, as he's writing his letter to Tim- Timothy, uses an analogy. And I'm going to expand on that analogy uh, that Paul actually compares the Christian life to three things that I know nothing about. I've made my living doing a lot of things. But I've never been a soldier. Almost was, but, I, but I've never been. Never been an athlete. I, I wanted to be. <laughs> I really wanted to be. But again, being really small and slow and not very athletic, but I'm very competitive. Uh, and the other is being a farmer. I know what it's like being a farmer. I helped on farms when I was growing up, and I decided I don't want to be a farmer. That is one decision that I made. Uh, I appreciate the farmers and their hard work. And, and again, as, as Paul is writing this letter, he's writing to Timothy, and, and he makes these analogies. And uh, I'm going to read from Second Timothy, and I'm going to read verses, or chapter two, verses three through seven. Share in suffering like the good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving in the army gets entangled in everyday affairs. The soldier's aim is to please the enlisting officer. And in the case of the athlete, no one is crowned without competing according to the rules. It is the farmer who does the work who ought to have the first share of crops. Think over what I say. For the Lord will give you understanding in all things. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, I just come to you to give you thanks. Uh, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be here to proclaim your word. Lord, thank you for that scripture. Lord, I just pray that um, as I bring this message, you speak through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, Paul is writing this letter to encourage Timothy. Timothy's a preacher. Timothy's an evangelist. He's going out and telling the good news. Uh, Timothy's very young. Paul is older, and he's writing him to offer encouragement. To offer encouragement. So um, as he's doing this, as he compares... The Christian walk to these three occupations, to these three things. He talks about being dedicated, being disciplined, and being diligent. Dedicated like a soldier, disciplined like an athlete, and diligent like a farmer. And again, if you're an evangelist, if you're a Christian, the attributes of these three of these three humans these three types of jobs these three types of activities is very similar to our our walk you see all all who serve the lord should have these attributes of soldiers athletes and farmers no matter what our function as the members of, body of, of the body of Christ are. All of us are not preachers. All of us are not evangelists, but we're all supposed to evangelize. We're all supposed to walk a life that's worthy of being a Christian, that's worthy of, uh, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we do that walk, as we walk that walk, and people can see Christ in us, they should also see the attributes, the dedication, the discipline, and the diligence that's seen in the picture that Paul Is describing to Timothy the dedication of a soldier. You see, a soldier must endure hardship just like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. As a soldier endures hardship, sometimes we endure hardship too. You see, soldiers often, often endure great hardship in the service for their country. As Christians, sometimes we need to endure hardships and we need to be willing to suffer in order for the message of Jesus Christ to be taken to folks who don't know him. You see, we should be willing to suffer for the gospel of Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy 1, verse 8, Paul writes, Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord of me, his prisoner, but join me in suffering for the gospel, relying, relying on the power of God. And we should be willing to suffer for the kingdom of God. Matthew five ten through 12 Jesus says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, when, in, when people revile you, when they persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You see, we should also be focused. As soldiers for Christ, we should be focused. You see, no one is engaged in warfare without being focused, without having a plan and sticking to that plan and seeing the goal line. Nobody can do that. You see, soldiers must concentrate on the task at hand in order to sacrifice. They're there for a mission. They have to stay within that mission to succeed. You see, Christians, as Christians, we're the same way. We need to have a plan. We need to have a plan to grow our relationship with Christ. Part of it's coming to church. Part of it's reading the Bible. Part of praying, all these things are what helps us focus on our goal, which our goal is to become more like Christ every day. But you see, there's distractions in this world. And and sometimes we can be really, 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 really focused and a distraction comes up and we can... You see, we've got to be as focused as a soldier. We can't let these distractions of the world keep us from doing what we're here to do, which is to serve the Lord and tell people about Jesus Christ and walk more like Him every day. You see, if we do this, we'll bear fruit. If we don't, we will not. If not, if we keep getting distracted, we can't be who God created us to be. You see, we also have to be devoted like a soldier. We need to be devoted. We need to be as devoted as soldiers. as they want to please their commander, we should be wanting to please the Heavenly Father, the Great Commander, is who we should be looking to please as we walk this life. Again, we should be in constant prayer for ourselves, but for each other and the world as we take this mission out like good soldiers, and we should keep our focus on the mission. Do I serve my Lord and His kingdom with the same dedication with the same dedication as a soldier. That's what we should be asking ourselves. Do we serve with the same dedication as a soldier? Again, the next thing I want to talk about is another thing that I don't know a whole lot about, which is being an athlete. Um, Again, I played sports, but I was not uh, very good of an athlete. But I am a competitor, so I understand what he's writing about when it comes to uh, competing and and competing under the rules. I, I, I love golf. I love golf. Anymore, I love watching it as much as I do playing. I don't get near as frustrated. But when you're a golfer, the thing about it is, pretty much you're out there, you keep up with your own score. You follow the rules out of integrity. Golf's the one sport where the playing field is exactly fair. Everybody starts out at Zero. Everybody plays by the rules, and when you get to the end, the one with the lowest score wins. It's pretty simple, right? Right? But it's easy to cheat in golf. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've <laughs> seen it close. <laughs> it's easy. Some of the rules of golf don't make sense. Some of the rules of golf are really not, as we look at them, it don't seem fair. If you're a golfer, you understand, you understand what I mean. If you're getting ready to putt and the wind blows your ball, that's a penalty. How can you it's out of my control? But sometimes, sometimes life don't seem real fair. As we're walking this Christian life, it don't seem fair some of the things that we endure. But we're still called to follow the rules. We're still called to live by the word. You see we're supposed to be obedient. Just like an athlete we're supposed to be obedient. And we are supposed to compete according to the rules. You see athletes understand the need to abide by the rules in order to win. Again in athletics, in athletics if you break the rules you can be disqualified. Praise the Lord when we pray when we break the rules as Christians We can repent, we get on our knees and ask for forgiveness and we're forgiven. But that doesn't mean we're not supposed to go by the rules. You see, Christ calls us to be obedient. He calls on us to observe and to live out what he taught. Matthew 28, 20 says, And teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's Jesus as he's during the ascension. It's his last instructions to the disciples. He's given them, he's still teaching them and telling them to teach all of us to live a life according and pleasing to the Lord. And remember, when things get tough, guess who's always with us? He's always with us, every step of the way. When things don't look fair, He's with us. But you see, we should also be doers of the Word. James remind us, reminds us of that in James one twenty two. We must be doers of the Word, not just hearers. We've got to be doers. We can read the way a Christian's walk should be. But we're called to actually put that into action. We're called to show Christ's love to everybody we meet. To everybody we meet. And in order to do that, it has to be an action. Being a Christian is not a noun. It's a verb. Sometimes we look at it as an adjective. A good Christian person. What does that mean? In reality... A Christian is somebody who's showing the grace of Jesus Christ and telling the good news to everybody. I man, you can't do that and sit around. You can't do that and be passive. But we're also called to be self-controlled like an athlete. Man, good athletes. You ever seen them work out? My, my nephew was a wrestler. Man, he, uh, he stayed with me quite a bit one summer when he was in high school. And I was trying to get in shape. I said, man, let me work out with you one day. I watched him. It wore me out. He does this, he does this workout. I'm telling you, it's about an hour workout that's as hard as anybody I've seen work out. And the kid is like 16 years old at the time. And when he gets done with his workout, he puts a 50-pound weight on his chest and does crunches. I'm like, How do you do that? But he was dedicated. He was self-controlled. He was obedient. He was dedicated. He was very successful in his sport. As Christians, we need to be the same way. When things look tough, when we, when we don't have time, when we don't have time and we don't seem to have time to read our Bibles and to live out this Scripture, that's when we need to be doing it most. When things look tough, when the resistance look, looks really tough, that's when we should be working the hardest to live out this walk with Christ. You see, we've got to be self-controlled in order to do that. We have to be in control of, of our mind, our emotions, and we have to Really want to do it. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27, he says, Do you not know that in a race all runners all compete, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win it. Athletes exercise self-control in all things they do to receive a perishable wreath. But we are imperishable. But we are an imperishable one. So I do not run aimlessly, nor do I box as though through the air. But I punish my body and enslave it, so that after proclaiming to others, I myself should not be disqualified. When we run this race, when we run running this, this race that's a Christian life, we need to be running like we're running for... We're running for um, the opportunity of our life. We need to be running it with, with such self-control that our own lives depend on it. We should be exercising this self-control as we tell others about Christ. And again, you're looking for one medal when you're a runner. You're looking for one medal when you're a wrestler. You're looking for one medal when you're a golfer. But the, the prize that we get for being Christians is eternal. We can't describe it with words. You see, athletes know that victory requires self control. As Christians, we should have similar self control. As you watch athletes competing in different sports, let their example of self control challenge you in your walk with Christ. Which leads us to the last analogy the diligence of a farmer. To be a farmer, you got to work a little bit. That's what I've heard. Is that true? We've got a few people who can witness to that. That's what I've heard. And I've actually participated in that as well when I was younger. I've thrown some square bales of hay, and I've, cut to, I've done all of it. And then when I grew up, I decided I wanted to sell for a living. I didn't really want to farm uh, because it's hard work. It's hard work no matter what kind of farmer you are. It requires hard work and it requires patience and I it's not neither one of those are my skill. But the hard work of a farmer should be what our Christian life looks like too. To be a Christian, we need to work at it. Again, we can't work for our salvation. Christ gives us that when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, but to become more like him every day and to carry out that mission, which our mission is to throw seeds all over the world that everybody we come in contact with, whether we know them or not, need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. John 4:36 says, "John four thirty six says, The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for the eternal life so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. We are called to sow seeds. We've got to be motivated in order to do it. You can't just go out there and work as hard as a farmer unless you're motivated. You've got to get rich. You, know, you, you have to want to do it. You have to want to do it. That motivation needs to come from you to be able to carry out the task that you're doing. As a Christian, it's the same way. We've got to be motivated to do the job. Sometimes being a Christian is not an easy job. Sometimes when we're trying to carry out the Word, people don't want to hear it. Sometimes we get rejected, but again, we've got to be motivated to keep carrying that Word out, to keep living that Christian life. Again, we've got to labor diligently just like the farmer. We've got to be motivated and labor diligently just like the farmer. You see, our labor will not be in vain if we do this. You see, the farmer's hope is a wonderful crop. Our hope is also a wonderful crop. As we sow seeds, it's a crop we're hoping to bear fruit that looks like the kingdom of heaven. You see, our hope is our eternity, our eternal life. By living this life, by putting our faith and hope and everything we have in Jesus Christ, he's paid the price so we can have the eternal life. He worked for us. He did his part. Our part is to live every day just like him. From these three pictures of faithful service, we learn... That as Christians, we should be dedicated like a soldier, disciplined like athletes, and diligent like a farmer. This morning, I want to ask Are we willing to learn from these three pictures? Are we willing to suffer in our efforts for the Lord? Are we willing to be disciplined or to discipline ourselves to walk a walk that is Christ like? Are we willing to work diligently that we might benefit from the fruit of our labors? As Paul directed Timothy, consider what I say, and may the Lord give you the understanding in all things. Again, are we willing to live this life? Are we willing to be dedicated, disciplined, and diligent? As Christians, that's what we're called to be. This morning, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, and you're not trying to live out these three pictures, I pray this morning that you come to know Him as your Lord and Savior. And you can start living a dedicated, disciplined, and diligent Christian life. But sometimes, as Christians, sometimes we get distracted, like I talked about earlier. We get distracted. If you've been distracted, you need to come back and dedicate yourself, discipline yourself, and be diligent. I pray that today you make that Choice to do that. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, I just come to you to give you thanks for all that you do, Lord. Thank you for this uh, this word that Paul has written under your inspiration, Lord. Thank you for the examples of the dedicated soldier, the disciplined athlete, and the diligent farmer, Lord. I just pray that our Christian walk. We use these attributes to be more like you, so we can proclaim your world, your word in this lost world. in Jesus name. Amen.